everyone. Welcome back to the Conscious Man Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Pagliaccio. I am joined in studio today by Natural Nate, a friend that I recently met, uh, a fellow business owner, entrepreneur, millennial, and all of the things they say about millennials are not true. We will dispel those myths in this podcast. Um, but Nate and I met uh, a few weeks ago in the sauna at the rec center that we both belong to. Uh, he looked super interesting, man. He was in the bottom position of a squat, meditating, and I was intrigued at that moment, man, when I saw him. And uh, fast forward to now, we went on a parkour retreat together. Him, his girlfriend, myself, and uh, a whole group of parkour enthusiasts, and we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Uh, we're going to talk about his company, Original Human Movement, and what's the tagline? You're a human, live like one. You're a human, live like one, will you? <laughs> so, uh, what, what I'd like to do is uh, have you introduce yourself to the listener, like a one-minute bio of who you are, um, single, married, blah, 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 you know, and then uh, we'll dive into what's alive for you in this moment, sure. in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Excited to be here with you today. Uh, yeah. First off, I'm a human, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think so, man. I think good. Yeah. Yeah. There's a body over there, so you definitely, <laughs> yeah. You've been incarnated into human form, so yeah. yeah. Sure. Definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah, and really dive deep in the movement realm and went ahead and got certifications, became a master movement trainer, which means I got all five of their certifications, level one through three, mm. the combatives and aquatics, um, got the primal health coaching certification, and became a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu purple belt over the years, still on that path, of course, and that's where I'm at as far as how I came to create original human movement, and long-time student of parkour, Arthur de Placement, um, Jiu-Jitsu, of course, and lots of other, trying lots of other movement domains and like wrestling and capoeira, MMA, boxing, Muay Thai, and uh, just, yeah, I've just been really fascinated and um, excited to explore movement in all its different forms, and that's what really interests me. So that's how I came up with Original Human Movement, and I know it moves beyond the movement as well. So I got, when I got into nutrition and lifestyle as well to create this uh, movement. This movement within the movement. This movement within the movement. I like that. Yeah. Well, right on, man. That, and that's really cool. And every time I watch your videos, I'm always fascinated because you're holding a book while you're doing these <laughs> exercises, man. And I think that's really, really cool. And I'm, I'm curious to know, you know, once the listener goes over and checks you out on... Uh, on your YouTube channel and uh, Facebook and all of the other platforms that you're on, I'm sure they'll be intrigued with what that book is. And maybe you could share a little bit more about why you have that book, yeah. 
while you're moving and doing the exercises. Uh, I, I'm super curious to know more about that, so let's dive in there. Yeah, sure. That's actually the book uh, called Natural Movement, uh, written by Erwan Lacour, and he's the founder of the MoveNat system okay. that I became a master trainer in. And that was the system, so after, you know, exploring for years, um, parkour, tai chi, yoga, capoeira, I came across MoveNet, and I seen the video that many people have seen when they come across MoveNet, titled, The Workout the World Forgot. Mm -hmm. And once I seen that, I was like, this is it, I'm diving all into this, this is the, you know, all-encompassing system. You know, it's the whole natural human movement system. You know, it has all of the pieces of all the other arts in one. You know, mm -hmm. I was looking to, you know, this art for a specific thing and this art for a specific thing, and really move that had that whole all-encompassing uh, coverage. You know, domain. Yeah. And so that book has been long awaited. Uh, the Natural Movement book. It's like the Bible of Natural okay. Human Movement. Yeah. And uh, it is really in-depth. And uh, so it just was released recently. And MoveNat was hosting an Instagram challenge. 12 days of different human movement domains. Uh, so I just decided to, you know, sync those two up. The release of the book mm -hmm. and that challenge and combine the two. Got creative and use the book in all the movements as much as possible. Right now, that, that makes perfect sense. Now I completely understand. Because yeah. I, I was wondering why, you know, why the book? Why <laughs> is that part of the workout? And that was pretty ingenious for you to incorporate. It's, first of all, the book was long-awaited. Yeah. It finally came out. Yeah. Uh, and you wanted to incorporate that into the workout, not yeah. only the movement part of it, but making the long-awaited book part of the workout and yeah. part of the movement as well. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Really cool. So tell tell me more about MoveNet. Like, what the, you have three different certifications or four? Uh, they have five. Five. And uh, yeah, they have three levels for um, the majority of the movement domains. Yeah. Which are which include walking, running, jumping, uh, climbing, crawling, lifting, carrying, throwing, catching, um, and balancing. And so those are the main uh, general movements, mm -hmm. domains, and they also have one for the specialty domains of aquatics, which is the swimming, diving, rescue, and that kind of stuff, and then combatives, so uh, striking and grappling and stuff like that. Oh, wow. So that's what, like, the jiu-jitsu... So I now more fully understand why you enjoy this particular modality because like you said, it combines a little bit of everything. And it's something that's new to me, and I, I imagine it's, it's fairly new to the listener as well. Um, we know perhaps CrossFit, you know, the old school, you know, bodybuilding style training. I've never heard of MoveNet until I met you, and it, it's fascinating to me to see how, uh, how, how uh, functional. Like, it's, it's movements we do, with our body every single day, and uh, you s mentioned something earlier about being, before we started the, the podcast, you mentioned something about us being 
active sedentary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is also a movement to get people to move more. Yeah, we go to the gym one hour a day, and we sit in our sedentary for the majority of the day, and then we sleep. So as much as we think we're working out, we're really not. Yeah. And where this is a call to, to action for people to get up and move more and sit less and use their bodies in the way we were meant to. And now it's even becoming more clear to me how you were sitting in the bottom position of that squat in the sauna, like so effortlessly. You've been practicing this for a long time. And uh, yeah. I can see how it lights you up when we talk about it. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, so, what is your, uh, or how are you getting people, how are you getting this into the hands of? Of the masses, you know what's going on. For you? What's the movement you're starting? Yeah, yeah. Um, so just a note on that. As far as the movement being functional, we talk about that a lot in the community, and it's even um, beyond functional. You know, there's there's like you'll see like functional workouts, you know, quote unquote, out there. Yeah. Where people are you know balancing on Bosu balls while lifting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's there's, yeah. there's kind of um, kind of tend to avoid that word for that reason because it's what's that really functional for you know it's it's yeah. doing something different cool but yeah, well, who the fuck is standing at a half a ball <laughs> yeah. ever like yeah i get that man so the word we use that's more fit fitting for the movement is practical so it's not just functional um for the human body but it's, it's practical all the movements we do have a practical purpose, you know, when we're practicing our, you know, crawling and balancing and going under things or over things, these are all practical skills, um, and a lot of it, you know, comes to the point where, you know, like we said, we have the active couch potato syndrome today, we don't need to move as much as we used to, to survive, you know, we can press a few buttons and had food delivered straight to our mouths. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hardly yeah, to, right to the door. We hardly have to walk six feet to the door. And um, so we don't have to move to survive as much as we used to. And any movements we do do on a regular basis are usually repetitive. So when we're practicing movement and we're practicing these practical movements because we kind of have to use our imagination mm. because you know, it's not necessarily practical in this modern environment, but it doesn't mean it's not, it won't ever be, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So sometimes when we're training, we're thinking of these um, intense situations or environments. Um, great example would be like some kind of natural disaster, tsunamis, if you live close to the water. You gotta be able to you know, either climb to high heights to get out of that water. Sure. You gotta be able to swim, maybe hold your breath, maybe rescue somebody. Um, maybe if there's some kind of you know active shooter or something, you gotta be able to get down low to the ground and crawl. And those are more intense situations. But um, even having this these practical skills, you can find a place to use them in everyday life. And until you train them, you won't know to use them. Yeah. For example, a simple one could be dropping something under your couch and having to go and crawl underneath the 
couch or the table to reach something or something as fun as playing with your kids. A lot of people can't even play with their kids at the playground because they don't have those movement skills. Yeah, and is that because the lack of utilization of their, our bodies and that we're, we've deconditioned ourselves to be able to move in a very natural way? Exactly. And one of the other things that really fascinated me, what, what I heard you saying, was using your imagination. Yes. And yes, video games are really cool and you use your imagination to do yeah. that, but that's one of the other reasons why we're not using our bodies as much. Right. So it's like we are living in the video game, right. in the reality, and having to turn on that part of ourselves, that creative part of ourselves, is another, it's like a side benefit of doing uh, this natural movement. And that really intrigued me. And I, I wonder, like, for, for the listener who's out there considering starting, you know, into this journey, like, what do you recommend? Like, how do you recommend somebody get started? And how did you get started? So there's two questions there. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, well, for one, uh, looking out for a coach is always the best bet. You know, somebody who, you know, can, has that trained eye to be able to guide you to see what you need and be able to fix any of your, you know, faults or imbalances or things like that to see what you most need and what you can correct to move better uh, is always great. So hiring a movement coach is the best bet for you there. Uh, starting out, just um, there's lots of, you know, there's a video library, there's lots of resources out there. Um, move that has their own newsletter. Um, there's lots of resources where you can find these simple movement videos where you can try to mimic um, and do your best to replicate that movement and just get that idea in your head of there's more ways to move than, you know, the simple gym movements of yeah. push, pull, squat, lunge, or whatever, you know. Yeah, that, that was, that, see, that's where I was going with this because I was going to ask you, do you have to have any uh, expensive gym memberships and buy any fancy equipment and you're not going to end up buying like a treadmill and putting it in your uh, in your room and having your clothes hang on it. <laughs> so it, it's not costly. And right. I, I feel like that's a, a big concern with a lot of people is now I have to have another s a special membership to this MoveNet gym, and but you don't need any of that. No. And it's, it is great that MoveNet gyms are popping up all over the world to kind of replace that, you know, rat, rat wheel kind of gym, Globo yeah. gym. Yeah. Uh, they're bringing more options, but the great thing about MoveNet is, you're right, uh, it can be done anywhere at any time, and uh, using your imagination is the fun part about it, and uh, yeah, on that, Erwan McClure has this great quote, is, uh, train uh, imaginary, train for imaginary situations now with real movements, mm. so train real movements for imaginary situations now so you don't find yourself responding to real situations with imaginary movements later. <laughs> wow, man, that's pretty heavy. Yeah, I like that. That's really powerful. Yeah, that is very powerful. And, 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 for the, and for the listener that doesn't know who is Ir, Erwan Laporte. Erwan Laporte is yeah. the original... Uh, He's the founder of MoveNet, okay. Technology. Okay. Author of the book, Natural Movement, as well. And... He, of course, you, you can find um, a great article he wrote called The History of Physical Fitness. And he tells a story, of course, he didn't invent this, you know, this is nothing new, right? It's 
what we're designed or evolved to do to move. And so he tells the whole history of all these methods and systems throughout history. Mm. Um, there's a few, I remember Francisco Amoros and uh, uh, George Hebert. Uh, there's a few La Meta Naturelle. That was actually what I found like immediately before MoveNet. Went from like parkour to La Meta Naturelle to MoveNet. So this is a variation of parkour? So this is like a shared ancestor. So, you know, like evolution, right? Yeah. Um, they both have uh, their roots in La Meta Naturelle. is the most recent one before MoveNet and parkour. And that also had the practical human movement skills with uh, with a similar motto, be strong to be uh, uh, useful. Mm -hmm. And move that is be strong to be helpful. So it's just it's updated, it's it's to modern times, you know, it's reinvented, you know, refreshed. Yeah. And because um, you know some of the movements in Amatha Natra were more geared towards the you know a couple of centuries back. Mm. Uh, so this is more for the modern world that we live yeah, in now. Yeah. And hearing you say that too, man, like there you know, the name of the podcast is The Conscious Man. Yeah. This sounds like a very conscious right. way of uh, exercising or of moving in the world, man. It, it it landed for me, you said like being mindful, I think the word was mm. and that is uh, that's a word that I hear a lot more out in the world is, you know, being more mindful and being helpful. Mm -hmm. Like, that's very conscious, man. That's very, you know, being aware of other people. Because when, when I hear helpful, yeah. it's not about me and I got to get big muscles and I need, you know, it, it doesn't sound selfish, really. Right. It, it, it sounds really selfless. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to add to that. that, that yeah. That's really cool. Like, Yeah, that is one of uh, the, the principles of there's, uh, there's quite a few of them you can find, uh, but mindfulness is a huge, huge part of it. And that's something you can start to do now, is however you're moving, you know, just being more mindful in your movement. You know, when you, whatever movement you are doing now, not trying to tune out, you know, you see a lot of people, you know, put the headphones yeah, in, and tune yeah, out, sure. and just yeah. not listen to their body. Yeah. And so that's one step you can take right now is just bringing mindfulness to your movement and looking around with a, with a creative, um, imaginative mind of how you can move differently in your everyday life. Yeah, I like that. And, and I think also what get, removing the, the earbuds is something that I like to do at the gym. It's because it's the human connection right. too. It's yeah. not just, you know, it, ultimately it's the connection with yourself, but then also with your surroundings. And that includes other human beings, man. Yeah. And I feel like, it, for me, it's a more, it's a more creative, uh, collaborative effort because I'm not only utilizing my body and my imagination; it's the energy of all the other people in the space, in 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 the equipment. And so, uh, I like that being mindful is being incorporated into this natural movement it just it just uh, I think that's what drew me to you honestly Nate, yeah. when I saw you and there was this sense of peace and of like uh, calmness and I was super curious man I saw you and Tiff yeah. 
And I was just like, I want to get to know these people. I want to know what's going on. And I remember also, like, not to move off topic, but I think one of the other guys that you are into is that Wynn Huff dude, man. He's doing oh, yeah. some cool shit. Like, yeah. we actually went outside and did some breathing techniques yeah. when we met. Yeah. And, uh, like, the first the first day we met, we talked for, like, three hours. And we, we were outside in the, in the cold doing yeah. breathing techniques. It was like, I don't know, it was probably close to freezing. And we were yeah. in the sauna, got out of the sauna, went cold. into the cold. Hot tub, tub. cold, back and forth. Yeah, so you incorporate a lot of different things. It's not one yeah. particular methodology or modality. It's multiple. And uh, I, we'll talk a little bit more about the breathing and, and how that helps you in your uh, in your everyday uh, workouts and in your life. And what's the big deal? And you know, oh God, there's one more fucking thing that I got to do is like breathe. But but I find like breathing um, creates space and. You know, quiets the mind a little bit, gets you back into your body, gets you centered, uh, has you a little bit more focused. That's my experience anyway. So if you'll share with the listener and help them to understand what it, what and why it's so important for us to have like a breathing technique. Right, right. And perhaps maybe even you could share uh, a breathing technique of your own, something, you know, small yeah. that the listener could begin to practice as they as they listen or after the after the program. Okay, yeah, I'll keep that in mind. Cool, yeah, keep that in mind. So, um, yeah, I mean, movement itself, the first movement we have is breath. You can't move without breathing, you know. Not for long, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, yeah. You don't take your next in-breath, it's a wrap, dude. Yeah, it's it's that, that's how fragile life is, man. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we can go weeks, at least, without food, depending on you know, how much energy you have stored, yeah. I eat that, and um, we can go along maybe a week, at least days, without water, you know, depending on how far you push the limits, yeah. how, how much you test yourself, and, you know, it's really just minutes without air, and what most people are doing is they're going around with very shallow breathing, just getting like that bare minimum they need to survive mm. and when they're not breathing properly like that just off the bare minimum they're basically in a fight or flight mode all the time that's what i was thinking yeah yeah so people going around stressed and you know just wired and like feeling yeah in that fight or flight mode. yeah man like they're like i mean for me i've experienced that and it you're not thriving. You're right. not like fully living. You're just like you're yeah. you're contracted, mm -hmm. and it's it's constant threat. You're always you know surveying the the perimeter to see if you're going to get eaten by a saber toothed yeah. tiger. That's that's what it feels like. So yeah, yeah. And then the body will have these automatic responses to make you breathe, whether it be like a yawn or a, you know a gasp or a, you know something like that. So. If you have these breathing techniques, you are you're boosting that system, and you're right. It brings a sense of mindfulness as well. Mm. And really, for me, why do I do it? Well, once I did it the first time, that specific technique we we're talking about, the Wim Hof one, um, it was just like an immense, great feeling. You know, um, really intense and really good feeling. So that was something I took with me and I stuck with it and, 
it, including it into my morning routine, mm. my rising rituals. Yeah. And I've been doing that for a while now and just stuck with it. And it's how I start my day every morning because, you know, with those rising rituals like that, you win your morning, you win your day. Yeah, yeah. And really what they're doing with that specific one is you're hyper-oxygenating your body and you're just getting really pumped up. You know, you're, you're supplying your body with life. Yeah, we did this at the uh, at the parkour gym. I think it was yeah. after the Tai Chi. Yeah. We did the breathing technique, and you said you're hyper-oxygenating your body, yeah. which does what? It, there's a lot of lot of chemical processes going on there. Uh, you can you can do some research and find you know all the specifics, but really when it comes down to it, you just feel really good. Cool. You know? Yeah. And there's a lot of research. There's a lot of you know this guy's Wim Hof is breaking. Record after record, he's, 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 you know, boosting the immune system is another great benefit. Of the breathing? Um, yeah, he's doing um, controlled studies of people getting shot up with a bacteria. And the controlled study who didn't do the breathing, you know, gets sick, vomiting, all that kind of stuff. And the ones who did his breathing technique are fine. There's, wow. like, there's like a little blip in there, you know. Hard is you know some kind of measurement. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, and just and I just want to zoom out here for a second and just speak to the listener. If you don't know who Wim Hof is, he is the guy that's climbing or has climbed Everest in his shorts right. and is immersing himself in like frozen bodies of water yeah. with you know little clothing on, and there's this movement to uh, take cold showers now. So. Um, I, I, it really makes sense to me, and that's just in case you guys have never heard of him, check him out, Wim Hof. Um, he's doing some really cool things and yeah. changing the way we look at things, man, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, shaking up the status quo, and I think that's great, man, and, and the consciousness is being elevated, uh, and, and it's changing, and I, I think that's really helpful for personal growth and development, and that's the, the people who are listening to this, they're looking to... To make changes in their lives so they can expand and mm -hmm. become, uh, you know, fully realized. I think that's what we're all here to do: is to, to become self-actualized. And you know, and being uncomfortable is what you're going to have to do to get there. Right. You're, you're not going to be able to stay right. in your comfort zone and not stretch yourself, man. You're going to have to, you know, you want to get something you never got. You've got to do something you've never done. Exactly. And uh, you know, like for me, thinking about like doing jujitsu with you. In my head, it's like fuck that. I don't want to do it, man. I'm not. I'll go to the gym, yeah. no problem. But get on a mat and wrestle with somebody yeah. and get my arm broken, maybe is something like I don't want to do it. It comes up for me. It's like I want to do it, and I know I'm not good at, it, and I know I'm not good at it because I haven't practiced right. it. And it's like I'd rather just stay comfortable and do what I normally do. So uh, maybe we could segue into jujitsu now. Yeah. Your your other in. I don't know if it's your first love, but I feel like it's way up there on the on the uh, on the list. Yeah, so, it is way uh, up there for me. And I'm excited to do jujitsu with you. I watched you and uh, another friend of ours yeah. get on the mat, and uh, it was Dez's first time. Dez is the friend of ours who sparred. Yeah, is it sparring. Well, we uh, for for that class we we did some drilling, drilling, okay, um, and some specific uh, training. Okay. So it wasn't full on uh, rolling, we call it in Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. Um, we used to save that for the advanced class to be in the class you do the specific training. Okay. 
So nobody gets hurt. You don't want anybody to get a, their arm snapped off. Yeah, or it, it's right? less likely. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm curious. So, so um, where where did jujitsu jujitsu fall into your practice, and at what point? Like, uh, yeah. was it is it the most recent thing, or let's see, it is it is the most recent thing that I fell out for super passionate about. Yeah, I know you coach too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is the most recent thing I took up as far as movement practice, and uh, it's been um, almost four years now. Mm. And yeah, I just I got bit by the jujitsu bug and I got bit hard, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's super addictive, and it's just like moving out, you know. And it's it's way up there for me as far as I think part of it is I'm uh, wired for exploration. You know, that's my personality type. I love exploring new things, new ideas, whatever it is, uh, new environments, whether it's travel, this, that, the other thing. Yeah. Um, and so MoveNet really brought this level of variety that no other system had, you know. And they do have the combative. You mentioned they that earlier. So, yeah. So is this part of that? It is like an, ex Jiu-Jitsu is like an extension. It, it goes deeper, mm -hmm. right? So the combatives of MoveNet is like, what can you take away now as far as principles and gross motor skills to be effective in defending yourself now, like within a weekend, mm. you know, taking in like the most raw principles and movements, you know, not something you have to train for years. Oh, okay. I got you. It, what does that look like? Like what I, yeah. I, I, I'm trying to picture in my mind and yeah. I'm, a, I'm, like zooming out again to the listener, thinking, yeah. like, what, what is that, man? What is, what is something I can practice like right now that would be beneficial for me if I had to? Yeah, um, a lot of it is principle based, you know, um, just being aware of your surroundings. So coming back to mindfulness, mm. you know, okay, you know, being aware of the situations you're in and the, and the context of that situation, and the, you know, the environment, and um, so of course that comes down to that, be, being aware of these principles of, you know, the threat levels and, um, you know, being able to look at somebody and know where to look, you know, um, as far as, you know, reading them because, you know, you, obviously the eyes, you know, aren't the best place to look as far as reading for somebody. It's usually look at the hands first, what's in the hands, mm. you know, if, if you're in that kind of situation where yeah. that's what you need to do. Yeah, the eyes are the window of the soul. If you're going to be making love to the dude or the chick, then yeah, you want to be looking in their eyes. But yeah. if, if you think you're up for some, uh, yeah. if there's a threat, then right. I, that makes total What's sense. Hands, you know. So it's like a lot of it's principle-based and um, learning these um, things like the Buddha loop and a lot of different things like mm -hmm. that is the main thing. And then there's like the gross motor skills of attacking the weakest points and... Um, you know, striking hard, striking fast, getting out, you know, not spending a lot of time and, and getting used to that um, fight or flight mode. So they'll, we'll do um, situations, they'll set up situations where, you know, they'll get creative and imagine a scenario and you, you act out that scenario. And it could be, you know, um, so for example, I had one. I was, they set up this little scenario, I was sitting in a car um, at a stoplight, right? And 
some guys walking across the front of the car, you know, walking across the street, mm-hmm. and someone opens the back door of my car, yeah, and puts a gun, you know, to my head. Oh wow! So we get out of the car, and some other guy walks up to my, opens my door, and has another gun to my head, right? Or upside, the guy in the back had a knife. The guy opened the door, had a gun. Okay. And you know, we're just playing out these scenarios, and I was, you know, complying at first, get out of the car, and and, and you know. Took the chance of the opportunity, swap, you know, turn the gun around on him, and pointed at the other two guys. So it's just like, so is that jujitsu there, or is that the, no, no, that's no. the, the move net stuff. That's the combatives. Combatives. So those, okay, those, I those set up these cool scenarios like that where you get to see what you do in live action in a, in a safe place. Right. And yeah, you create and, a container of safety, and you yeah. can practice doing right. it there. Yeah. So when if if it comes down to you having yeah. to do that. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna have some awareness right. because you've practiced, yeah. but ha- you know you can't wait for that to really right. happen because you won't be prepared. Yeah. You're gonna get shot and stabbed. Um, where people think, well, if I just don't think about it, it's not gonna happen to me. What's what I've noticed is it tends to be the opposite. Because if you just don't think about it and kind of have this ignorant bliss, mm. you're not prepared for it. And if you're not prepared for it, you're not confident. And who gets attacked? The people who aren't confident. Yeah, that makes sense. I you mean, know. predators prey on people who right. are not, you exactly. know, confident. I, I imagine it's so, not. It's not some dude like, hey, he looks like he can kick my ass. Turn the gun around now and stab me. I, let's go after him. Right, right, right. Yeah, you're gonna go after the weak yes. person. So the weak mind attention is staring at their phone, walking down the street. You yeah. know, not being mindful. Not being mindful. Is that word again? Yes. 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 Yeah, and, and please, if you have, don't be scared of the word mindful. You know, it's okay. I know. Uh, it has some, you know, yeah, some connotations, but mindfulness is, is I not. I thought that was the last thing that didn't have a connotation yet. Well, I. Dang, now that was it too. Yeah, yeah. I feel, I, I feel like when I hear mindfulness, I think of Buddhism or, right. you yeah. know, whatever. And it doesn't matter. Right. You know, you don't have to, to be mindful, you don't have to be of any particular faith. Or yeah. if you practice being mindful, uh, you're not going to go to hell. Right. Nothing's gonna happen if you're getting triggered too easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's way. Yeah, they're just fucking words, man. They really are. Yeah. Yeah. Be so, yeah. aware. Yeah. Be conscious. Yeah. Since this is the Conscious Man podcast, conscious be more conscious. Yeah. yeah, man. Consciously moving. Yeah. Through the universe. Yeah. Aware of your surroundings. Yeah. Be yeah. fucking mindful. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that that's all the, about the movement combatives and then. Jiu-Jitsu I started about four years ago to kind of develop the self-defense in the combatives area. Okay. Go deeper into more techniques and, um, you know, just go deeper down the rabbit hole. And I got in there and, yeah, I was just immediately hooked. Yeah. And had you ever had any training, like formal training in any any other sort of martial art? Yeah. You had? Yeah, so... My last year in high school as a senior, I took up wrestling. Okay. And I, you know, immediately thought, man, why didn't I start it sooner? You know. And so I loved wrestling. That was a lot of fun. Got my ass handed to me most of the time. That's pretty similar. I mean, it has some similarities yeah. to jujitsu. It does. It does. Uh, they're both grappling. Okay. Uh, the main difference being wrestling. You don't want to be on your back. Jujitsu, you're comfortable on your back. Mm. Can attack from your back and all that kind of stuff. Cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and so wrestling after high school, 
I took up MMA, boxing, oh shit, um, took up Capoeira, Grupo uh, Onos in Rhode Island, amazing group of people. And where is it in Rhode Island where, yeah. you, where you were born and raised? Yeah. Yeah. And what uh, was the name was, of it again? Grupo uh, Andas. Grupo Andas. Grupo Andas. Yeah, Group yeah. Group Waves in English. Group Waves. Big shout out to Group Waves in yes. Rhode Island. Yes. Big ups. Awesome people there. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun. And so Jiu-Jitsu and Capoeira, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Capoeira are both Brazilian arts. Mm -hmm. And so there's a link there. But it was just super fun, Capoeira. A lot of fun. And I stopped doing that when I left Rhode Island and came to Texas. And when I, shortly after I came to Texas, I started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And yeah, it was just another level. So wrestling was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Jiu-Jitsu just took it to another level because you're doing wrestling, you're doing judo. You know, it's a it's a mix of that, and then you have got the submit the submissions as well. Yeah. And it's just like I was talking about with MoveNet. There's unlimited variations, you know. You get into jujitsu and you can never learn every single move, you know. Yeah. Because it is constantly new moves being invented. It's evolving really quickly. Yeah, it's pretty pretty popular. I, yeah. I uh, here, I I remember asking you like how many. Uh, is it dojo man? I'm not even sure what uh, the. It's it's not really like it's not like most traditional martial arts with the dojo. Okay. I mean, some people might call it dojo or gym or. Right. There's so many popping up yeah. around. I mean, I, I've seen them more and more uh, popping up. And I think I asked you, and you were saying that that particular one that you're involved with, uh, Gracie Barra? Baja. Baja. Gracie Baja. Ours. What is <laughs> it? They don't pronounce ours in Portuguese. Ah, God, yeah. Gracie Baja. I'm, I'm yeah. slipping on my Portuguese. Names. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> they're pretty popular. Like, they're one of the most popular. Is that right? Or? Gracie Baja and uh, Gracie... Uh, just Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Okay, and they are they like the forefathers of Jiu-Jitsu, the Gracies? The Gracies are the forefathers of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. They, um, so, the Gracie family was taught Jiu-Jitsu by a Japanese man. Um, I think it's Maeda. Okay. I can't remember right now. Um, so, the Gracie family, I guess, did a favor, brought this... Japanese men to Brazil. They taught the family Japanese jiu-jitsu, right? And Helio was the weak younger brother of the family at that time. The Gracie family. Yeah, so gotcha. Helio was the weakest one of the family. And then you had Carlos, who was, you know, teaching the, the jiu-jitsu classes. Mm -hmm. um, so that's when you know, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu started forming at that time, and Helio would just watch, you know, he's very frail, he'd run up the stairs and get winded and weak, and um, so he wasn't able to, you know, compete with his bigger, stronger brothers like that. Yeah, that must have been hard. So he was watching, and, but he was really, you know, smart watching, and I guess, yeah, one day when Carlos wasn't there to teach the classes, um, one of the students came and, you know, had Helio teach. Helio taught the class. And that's when he started teaching. And being a weaker, frailer person, he started adapting the techniques for the weaker, smaller person. Oh, okay. And that's really when, like, the Brazilian Gracie Jiu-Jitsu started forming. 
because they took the Japanese jiu-jitsu, which is very hard and strong, and made it a little bit more for the weaker, smaller guys, started incorporating, incorporating more leverage. And that was kind of the, the, the short history there. That you, yeah. You can learn a lot more. It goes wow, on. man. I mean, I, I always think but, whenever, and in any sport, yeah. it's just like guys on a mat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's so much more, that's yeah. really, so much history that's a deep, rich deep. history. I mean, yeah. it goes back to Japan. Yeah. I, I imagine thousands of years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's super interesting, man. And that's another thing I love about it. It's, it is for the smaller, weaker person, unlike most martial arts. You know, wrestling could be you know, yeah, strong. yeah, yeah. And so, jujitsu really uses that leverage and and connection and base. It's a big thing. Hickson's a, a proponent of nowadays. What is it? Hickson Gracie. Okay. He has um, invisible jujitsu. And how is that? It's so. It's like Hickson Gracie is arguably the goat. You know, the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, at least in his prime. You know. Sure. But he went on to defeat, you know, many, many opponent, opponents, and he started, he's started, you know, creating or, or conceptualizing these principles like le- uh, connection and base and leverage, right? Right. And he really took, takes jiu-jitsu to a whole other level with this. Um, even in my own journey of jiu-jitsu, I was training for years, and I invested in his online course, Invisible Jiu-Jitsu, and I learned how to do a day one technique, you know, day one, most basic, something you learn right off the bat, Yeah. after three, almost four years, right? I learned how to do that technique again. Wait a minute, I, 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 I'm not following you. Say that again? So he, the way he approaches Jiu-Jitsu, yeah. his techniques... It's like on a whole other level. And the way I learned jujitsu for three plus years, I relearned like a white belt technique after three plus years after having my purple belt already. Oh, wow. You know? So you thought you had this, this technique day, down? This day one thing right off the bat. He has these little shifts, and it's all based on the principles of base leverage of connection mm-hmm. that like completely transform the technique. It, it's like it's paradigm shifting. Base leverage connection. Yes. I remember that because that's what you taught us at the parkour yes. jam. I remember base, you have to have a solid foundation. Right. So it's the positioning of your feet. Yes. Uh, leverage is um, it, it's an equalizer of power. Okay. Yeah. So even if somebody's bigger than you, you can leverage. Yes. You can equalize that by leverage. Okay. So being in the in the right position, having the right base, having the right connection, neutralizes all the power, and that's that's what jujitsu is all that about. That makes a lot of sense. So I see why you say it's for the weaker person because you right. can be smaller, right. and it doesn't matter because right. you can leverage the other person, your opponent's size, if your base is strong. And you have good connection. Yes. Wow, man, that's that's really cool. That just clicked for me just now. Now yeah. it makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. It makes a whole lot of sense. Now I'm even more intrigued. <laughs> now I'm I'm really looking forward to check. And let me tell you why I'm a little bit apprehensive. It's not because I. Uh, it is because I'm afraid. I, I have the, I don't have this awareness around fighting, and I've always had this fear. And I was bullied as a kid, and I always ran away, and so I never faced it. 
And uh, so now I have to face it. Now I have to get in some fucking burly guy's face and, and wrestle because that, that, that's uncomfortable for yeah. me. Like, just thinking about that, uh, that's a super edge for me. Yeah. But, I, but I feel like that's where the growth is, man. If you're oh, yeah. going to grow, you've got to lean into that edge. And that is an edge for me, man. It's a huge edge. Technology is an edge, and I'm learning. And uh, martial arts or fighting or defending myself or whatever you want to call it is a, is a huge... I'm scared, man. Like, I'm just going to be honest and yeah. say it's scary for me. But it's it's this, it's this being afraid of the unknown. Right. And once you, you go in, you're like, oh, why did, why did I wait 35, 40 years to give it a shot? So I'm excited to, to train with you. And as we're winding down, I wanted to... Uh, I've got a few more questions. Um, uh, one of the... One of the questions is, I just lost my train of thought, man. I had a, oh, um, no, I lost it, dude. I wanted to say something about okay. uh, being uncomfortable. Cool, yeah, because uh, that's <laughs> unfucking comfortable as hell, man. Losing your train of thought and thinking that all of a sudden everything, yeah, so fire away, dude. There is nothing more uncomfortable than a guy, a sweaty guy weighing 50 or more pounds, you know, on top of you wrestling trying to submit you uh which will happen in jiu-jitsu yeah and so i'm not saying jiu-jitsu is going to be comfortable there's, no there's nothing more comfortable than that but there's also nothing more rewarding than using technique you know base leverage connection and being able to reverse the odds and submit that person yeah it, man. it is like highly uncomfortable uh, highly rewarding the first time you feel the technique and you feel it works you get that knowing. Yeah. It's really rewarding. Yeah, man. I, I, I've, like, as you're speaking that, I'm getting a felt sense in my body of what that would be like. And it's now it's gotten even more intriguing. Now I'm really looking forward to getting up. Like, eh, fuck it. I don't care if my dick's rubbing up against this guy. Because that's something that's going to go through my mind, man. I'm, not, I'm just going to be honest. Like, and not like in a, in a weird way. It's just like that's, it just yeah. happens to run through your, your thoughts. And I think, all that fades away and it's right. just about the connection and the experience and yeah. learning the technique and like you said so yeah that's that's really cool that makes a great deal of sense i can feel it man. Yeah, so, yeah. awesome awesome <laughs> thanks for adding that in there i appreciate it and uh the question that i was going to ask you is i i kind of wind down and ask all of the uh all of the people on whether they're man or a woman is you know what does it mean to you to be a conscious man moving through the universe, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. To me, it means being mindful. Uh, being mindful of your actions, your words, your thoughts, you know, how you're showing up in the world, and taking that uh, and reflecting, you know. So if you're taking on new information and you see either you're not in alignment with who you want to be or you are taking the mindful action of either getting in alignment or staying there and yeah just really being mindful of reactions and naturally good things will come for that yeah, yeah. yeah I like that man and there's I know that there's one more thing and I wanted to wait till the end that's really alive for you yeah. and for your girlfriend, Tim. Yeah. And do you want to share a little bit of, uh, with the listener? I, I think it's very exciting to me 
to hear about where you're going in the next level of your life and of your uh, your career. Yeah. Uh, and again, I want to I want to just like punch people in the mouth out there that talk shit about people who are of a certain age or uh, whatever year they were born. Because this man is a millennial and he is the hardest working, most mindful, most woke human being man that I've encountered in a really long time. So let's put that shit to rest. Uh, that's bullshit. And uh, you're, yeah, you're welcome, man. Like, I, I just... I just want to acknowledge you as a man and as a, you know, a millennial that that's just not the case. That's not what I see. And it's not what I see in the world either. Um, I see a man who is seeking purpose in his life. I see a man who is seeking, uh, who lives passion, not seeking it. Because I feel like, Nate, you embody it. Like it's not something you have to look for outside of you in the corner one day in the future. It's, it's now. In the here and now, and you embody it, man. And as a man, I absolutely want to acknowledge you for that. Yeah, and I think the venture you're about to go on with this company is so in alignment with who you are as a as a you know a spiritual being having a human experience. And uh, if you don't mind sharing a little bit with the listener what this you know super insanely awesome venture is. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of. Uh projects, that, a lot of new things I've been doing lately. Um, a huge one is um, just really getting clear on, you know, who I'm here to help and what I'm here to do, and in that, you know, coming up with this this program, this method that helps jiu-jitsu practitioners get into these peak levels of health and fitness and, you know, become movement gods and healthy and having this lifestyle where they can sustain jiu-jitsu. And turn that passion into a sustainable lifestyle because you know we know how hard jujitsu can be on the body. Yeah. You know, if you don't have these practices in place, it's something that can die out very quickly. And I know people who are as passionate about jujitsu and me don't want to give up anytime soon. Right. So really creating that that holistic, that whole approach from the movement, nutrition, and lifestyle from all areas to be able to continue that passion for jujitsu. You know, for life, yeah. and so that was the, the biggest project that I've recently done, and, and continuing on, and more recently, like what you were hinting to, um, growing that and making it even better and expanding by um, going to work with this company that's doing great things like that already. Yeah. Um, so you can cultivate the skills yes. and, and learn. From people who are already doing yes. it out there in the world, and yeah, man, by no means do we have to go into work, you know, yeah, the, it's the name uh, of the company. Or? Yeah, keep an eye out. Some big things coming for sure. Yeah, um, but yeah, basically this this new adventure yeah. will will make this program more accessible to more people and have a greater impact on the community. Awesome. Hey, do me a favor too. Is like give everyone out there who's listening. Who's, if their interest isn't peaked like mine is, it will be. Give them your Instagram, give them your uh, yeah. Facebook, give them your webinars, give them your home phone number, give them your, your email address, you know, whatever information our listeners need yeah. to get a hold of you because they absolutely want to move better. That's, yeah. that's for sure, man. Yeah. We can all use to move better yeah. 
and be more mindful in the world. So put, put all your your stuff out there so we can get a hold of you, man. So I'll give you my home address so you can actually come and knock on the door. Yeah. Just walk there, though, I asked. Yeah, don't <laughs> drive. Man. Don't Uber. You got to walk. He's actually turning, how old are you turning? 27? 26. 26. And yeah. his goal or his plan is to walk at least 26K. 26K people. Yes. Come on. Probably 18 miles. And I don't know if he was bullshit about walking to his house, <laughs> but uh, we're gonna, we're, he's going to leave yeah. you uh, his, all of his information. Yeah. yeah, so it's Original Human Movement, uh, mainly on Facebook and Instagram, um, at original.human.movement. Um, you can find me on Facebook as well. If you're into jiu-jitsu and you're looking for that community where you can, where we talk ideas of how to get into you know, peak levels of health and fitness, there's a Facebook group called Peak Physique for Jiu-Jitsu. You can send an invite and I'll add you in. And that's pretty much it. Okay. Um, the website is originalhumanmovement.net. And there's a free masterclass on there. You can check out and uh, learn more about how we can uh, work together. Awesome. Yeah. One more question. Yeah. I like to leave the listener with an action step, something they can do immediately yeah. that's actionable, that's practical, and I'd like for you to leave them with something like that. What What do you got for sure. us? Sure, sure. Right after this, just take a moment to pause, breathe, close your eyes, reflect. Maybe you learned something new today. Kind of integrate that into your body because it's when you slow down, that's when you integrate things. If you just, right after this, go and jump on to the next thing, and you're going to not take in this new information. So take a moment to pause and breathe, and then if you're feeling a little more explorative, go outside, you know, get some sun, walk around your neighborhood, you know, stop sitting in chairs, mm. things like that. Keep moving, keep breathing, and uh, stay mindful. Right on, man. Natural mate. The Conscious Man, Scott Pagliato, we're signing off. Move around. Don't sit still. Move as much as you can. Yes. Right on, brother. All right. We're out. Peace. Peace. That was epic, bro. <laughs> Dude, I'm glad we meditated. That was, <laughs> that was great, man. That was awesome. Oh.